Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast Investorpreneur, where investors meet entrepreneur. Here we talk about everything investing in real estate, and today I've invited a very special guest, friend of mine that's a real estate investor, to my show, and he can ask some questions about um, everything property. So my name is Peter Leung, and I am a global real estate investor. I own, invest, and develop properties around the world. You'll probably see me on videos, podcasts, as well as uh, on stage working with serial entrepreneurs and investors. I'm also a private equity business and angel investor as well. You can find a lot about me on Instagram, Facebook, at I am Peter Leung, or send us email at podcast at I am Peter Leung.com if you've got any questions. And now let me introduce my friend, Simon Sog. He is a Vancouver-based real estate investor and chef. So Simon, introduce yourself and then tell us what's on your mind. Hey, um, so my name is Simon Sog. It's really hard to pronounce my last name, so... Don't feel bad about it. Um, I mean, what do you want to know, really? So tell us about what you're doing. I mean, you're investing and and uh, investing in Canada is, is your primary market. So you, you and I know each other from before you were an investor. Now, um, tell us where, where you're investing in Canada. Um, right now, I'm out east. I mean, given my, my own situation, it's, you know, uh, New Brunswick, I find is a good place to start. It's, you know, it's a lot more affordable because being in Vancouver, you know, if you buy like a two property, uh, a two bed condo, it's like $700,000, $800,000. But I mean, it, okay. you can get. So you're going out there home. because you're, you're getting more, you're getting more opportunity out East. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have as much money as you, Peter. So I kind of have to, you know, start a little lower, maybe not go straight into Vancouver, but, you know, start a little cheaper, work my way up, you know? but it's got great opportunities over there because of cash flow as well. So Simon, what's mm. on your mind? You've got some questions. Let's, let's get right to it. All right. So COVID-19 kind of, you know, stopping the world, you know, putting it on its brakes right now. So, I mean, during this time, what's, what's, uh, what should an investor do? I mean, do we buy, well, I mean, do we sell? Okay. Well, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's a bit too late to sell, right? Anytime that you've, uh, you know, I'm in Hong Kong, you're in, you're in Vancouver. So we've gone through a sort of the first wave of, of, of COVID-19 here in Hong Kong. And, and now we're on the second wave where there's a reimportation of, of, of uh, in, uh, people that are infected. So long story short, I mean, I think that the whole world is now um, generally shutting down. So selling is probably a bit too late to, um, to, to really you know, to really sell your property at a reasonable price because there's so much fear out there. But I think what you should be doing is prepping. Uh, I think what you should be doing is looking at where the opportunities are. There's a lot of places that will, because of fear, because of the shortage of capital, that suddenly there will be great deals to be had. But of course, um, you know, knowing your market really well, knowing where your, um, your core focus is going to be is very important in times like this. To identify where you're going to get you know, the deals, because you're only going to know what good deals are when you know your market. So I would say definitely be on the hunt for deals. But at the same time, it, if, if there are properties that you are thinking of selling, I think this is the time to prepare as well. And, um, and, and also make sure that your, your property is going to shine out, shine all the other ones if your, your strategy was, was a flip. Or alternatively, look how you can turn that into something else for the time being while you have the property. 
I think that would be the, the, the smarter way to handle this um, from a, from a COVID-19 standpoint, because I think there's going to be a lot of, um, there's going to be a lot of fear and some people will need to sell, but they probably, the, the people who really need to sell are probably not in the market yet. So sometimes depending on circumstances, you may be able to jump the gun a little bit and, and actually for the right property, you might be able to give a little bit of discount and get, get out and perhaps even get, you know, in, in, when times get really tough, um, you can probably bail a lot of other investors out by you selling early in, in, at this time versus late. Okay. Does that, uh, what, what do you think? Yeah. No, I think, I think it's interesting that you say that. Um, but, but at the same time, I was, there's one market I'm looking at right now in Ontario and I was speaking to a realtor and this was, I think this was uh, last week. So it's the first week of COVID. And there's still a bidding war going on over there. There's people, I mean, there's multiple offer, situa multiple offer situations, no condition situations. Um, and actually, I do want to ask to follow up. Um, you said make your, you know, your property, if you're going to sell a property, make sure yours is the one that shines the most. I yeah. was thinking about doing some flips. Um, what do you, you know, when you say make it shine the most, what do you mean by that? in terms of a well, flip like well definitely dress your property correctly right i think and it depends on the market depends what you're trying to go after sure you're absolutely right that there's still multiple offers you know on the, on certain markets but you'll start to see that dwindle very very quickly right and and sure i mean you know as an investor you're not really going after the the ones that are hugely overbid and overpriced anyway right those aren't what we look for as investors we're looking for the you know the the, the the diamonds in, in in the rough and you know so by you doing a multiple bid offer to try to get the best to get a great property at a at a at a high price tag is probably not the, the smarter strategy to begin with anyway and knowing that there's going to be a downturn i mean you know sure there's going to be a lot of people who have you know money today to throw into the market but they're not going to have those money coming out of it and 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 that's where um the difference between us as investors versus the ones who are just uh buying recreational property or perhaps have, um, you know, just fall in love with the property. That's the difference. So, um, but certainly I, I would dress your property correctly. I would, I would make sure it's priced correctly in times like this. Right. Um, very important, right. Obviously it's very important to get that multiple offer versus having only one person bid on your property or none. So I think, um, you know, having price point, having the right uh, agents list the property and also at the same time, agents that have perhaps uh, great uh, realtors or great networks of people is very important. And then last but not least, to make sure it's, it's properly addressed um, for, for, for a good sale. So I think those are the three things that I think are, are going to be very important at this point. Um, whether you list now or even list later, I mean, it's the same, same theories, right? You know, it's the, it's the people around you that's going to make the biggest difference, right? The, the dressing or perhaps even having, have done a home inspection yourself, having a home inspector, having them or having on your dime, have a property inspector inspect your unit and then even provide it for the people who, who are actually wanting to buy could be an extra addition because it's like, yeah, I've got a clean property. It's everything ready to go. So it takes one thing off that checklist for people to delay their time frame, and also to, nice. you know, the, and one more off a subject, right? I mean, it's not going to cost you very much money either. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, you know, and speaking of the bidding war, I mean, do you feel like when, uh, 
when you know a market starts having all these multiple offer situations like you know like vancouver did a few years ago do you think that's a kind of a sign for you to say to think oh maybe i should get out of this market and start finding a new one or do you kind of stay in that market still um i think there's that's a great question actually and i think um you know for myself speaking from experience that's when i started pulling from the market right that's when I started getting out of the Vancouver market, sort of 2018, 2019, or certainly 2019, I got out of the market. Uh, 2018, sort of when I left, um, I started developing in UK, which was 2016 when they had Brexit. So from that standpoint, I would say, you know, as investors, we remain sort of more nimble, right? You, you look for deals and you look for, you know, the, the right type of deals. And, you know, a market is always going to be that way. It's always going to be more fearful and more greedy. So, you know, fair market's always subjective, right? Very seldomly does it really become fair. It's always in hyperinflated or it's hyper, you know, it's undervalued. And right now, or if you're saying multiple offers, that's okay. But there's a lot of deals that non-professional investors or non-real estate investors don't understand or don't, don't know. And I think that is not the way that it goes, oh, okay, this is the reason why I pull out of a market. But there's going to be more, um, there's going to be fewer diamonds in the rough when there's a multiple bid offer in the general market because any, any, anything, anything will sell, right, in a, in a good market and nothing will sell in a bad market, right? So that's yeah. where I say timing is the most important thing in real estate, not just location. As a matter of fact, timing is probably more important than location. But, you know, in under the same timing circumstance, then, of course, location would be the second thing that causes price to, to, to on, on property rise the most. Okay. So then how do you time the market? Well, it's not time the market, right? Look at, you know, for example, when Brexit happened, then you, you couldn't time that. But you knew that that was going to severely damage or at least stunt the growth of a, of a country. And so from that basis, I think... Um, you'll see multiple, multiple, multiple offer situations start happening, then the market is definitely hotter. And you can look at supply and demand on the market, right? And determine how much of the market, it, how, how many people are, how long properties are sitting for, how many people are offering on property. And I think sometimes it's when it's, when it's overheated, you just need to look for a certain different strategy. Maybe switching strategies would probably be more, um, more useful because it will take you time to actually discover another market. So when times are really good in your market and maybe you're not finding as many deals, that is a good time to, to find alternative as well. Um, so I think that's where there is a bit of a difference on, on, on timing. Um, you know, of course with, you know, Japan right now going through Olympics and not doing very well in Olympics, there's a lot of, um, there is a, now an, a renewed interest for me to explore what Japan has to offer. So I think for me, I, start looking at opportunities all the time all right different countries different regions different areas and you know timing will sort itself out you just need to be prepared for it and when the timing hits it's too late for you to then get prepared right you need to be well like you know if you're going into the nba finals you're not practicing the day before you've practiced a long time before that so that is that's very important when it comes to real estate investing or anything doing business or, or real estate investing is, is being rehearsed way earlier than that. And when the timing does hit, that's when you get engaged. Okay. So, it, you know, I just had this image of you just getting ready to catch all the shit that hits the fan, that event just turned that into gold. That's... Well, crisis is an opportunity, right? And it, it um, absolutely is. 
you know, and you're going to see that and, and, and don't, and don't get this wrong. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people in a way, I mean, we, you know, not from a greedy standpoint, but there's going to be a lot of people who need to sell their property for, to get liquidity, to run their business or perhaps mm. to, uh, to live, or perhaps they're in a negative position in their, in their property, or even they're not collecting any rent. So in a way as property investors, we're, we're, we're helping the people who, you know, to give them the choice of what they want to do. Right. So I, I want to emphasize that very, very much because that is very important because we're, we're helping the different people. Right. And some people who goes, yeah. okay, I'm not collecting any rent. That is very important for us to go, you know, bail them out of that situation. So it is a win-win for everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, I know there's all these mortgage deferrals, but I mean, you know, this is in, I guess, in a recession where people are going to end up, could lose their homes. I mean, if we as investors, buy that out you know it's better to sell at a lower price than to just lose your home entirely and yeah. you lose your credit rating with it right so yeah, i exactly. definitely agree that we're here to help um i'm sure some people would think of us as uh greedy slumlords but i would disagree nowadays absolutely because you know we are we're offering a very significant um, you know, value to the market, right? Because in, when the market has no liquidity, right? Just like what happened in the stock market, you see the stock market drop by 30, 40%. And the only reason why, or certain stocks drop by 30, 40%, but you see the, you see the indices drop significantly. And the reason why is because there's no liquidity. So we, you know, being investors, we find and we provide that liquidity for investors who want to get out. And, and that's mm -hmm. very important because without that, then the prices will continue to drop. And, you know, really at the end of the day, we make smart choices and we're prepared to invest in those choices when, when they appear. And, you know, so from that standpoint, you know, a lot of people see it as, oh, slum landlords, but you know what, it's the professional, it's the professional landlords that you want because they want the property well-maintained. They want it well-managed. They're providing a safe and a great environment for, uh, for tenants. And, and that's what we do, right? So from a residential standpoint, that is what we do. We provide great value and we great, provide a safe, uh, loving property for people to call their home. So that, that's very important. I don't, I don't neglect that at all. Yeah, I agree because I mean, you know, there's always gonna be good landlords and bad landlords. Um, but it's like the, my most recent property that I acquired, like I know there was some damage to it. And so it's like first thing, Let's bring it up to code. Let's get all these things fixed. There's gonna be a paint job in the works. My first year of cash flow is gonna to go towards repairs, like additional repairs and uh, paint job. Making it good. Making it good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. And that way, also, I don't spend my actual money. I just spend extra cash flow from, well, the cash flow itself. Yeah. All right. What um, else you got? Yeah. Um. You know what? So, I'm looking to get into some different markets probably maybe some fix and flips. What are some of the market, sorry, what's some of the research that you do on a market before you go into it? And then what are some of the requirements that you need to see in a market to determine whether it might be worthwhile? Um, also a very good question. So, you know, from, for fix and flip, obviously it's, it's market, right? So um, it has to be, what can you pick up? I mean, in real estate, it's, it's, you know, you really are winning by buying property at a good price. So I call, I call that discount real estate, right? So are you able to get a good deal on, on property before you do a fix and flip? Because, you know, at the end of the day, you, 
you know, it depends on what type of property you're going after. If you're going after entry level, then I, I have to say you can't pay too much for a property, right? That's, that's the bare, that's the bare, that's the bare bones of, of, of the property business is to find good deals at a good market. So um, I think in certain markets, you're going to have supply and demand, right? So mm-hmm. at this point in time, because of, of the current search circumstances that we're looking at or, you know, what we're facing with in terms of a virus, I think that's going to really change, um, you know, so that's really going to change demand, right? Are people going to be out of a job? So I think in times like this, you're looking at certainly, you know, some of the, the markets that you may um, previously thought, okay, you know, they're, they're quite solid blue collar workers. But what ends up happening at this point, they could be out of a job, right? And if they're out of a job, then the cash flows of the properties are going to are gonna be potentially dented. And because of that, you're going to be able to pick up more deals. So by doing that, picking up great deals and then refurbishing it up to a certain standard and then, and then selling it on to um, somebody with a job or selling it based upon capital uh, on the cap rate um, or the yield is going to be something that you're going to find most people at that point don't want to do right they don't want to refurbish all the whole property if you gave me something that's going to give me six percent cash flow right all day long before leverage you know there's going to be people out there who are willing to take it so i think at this point in time it, it the, the key is looking for properties at a, at a at a good enough discount but looking for the opportunities where um the supply and demand was previously really good and finding people who actually need to live in the property so, you know, there's certainly very strong demand in, um, you know, major cities around the world um, that were previously very high demand. Now, even if they, even if there were layoffs, is that going to be a significant impact? Well, absolutely. But the lower end of that market isn't because people without, you know, with, without a job could move further away. The people with a job, they're going to perhaps downsize. So this is where it's unfortunately not great for the luxury market. So if you're looking at the fix and flip for the luxury market, I think that's going to be tougher. But certainly for the, you know, the entry or the, you know, the one bedroom, two bedroom in the sense of, you know, less cash requirement or less down payment, I think those properties are probably more worthwhile to, um, to consider at this point. All right in the market right. so supply and demand and also secondly i think it's going to be very important to look for um you know places with a job opportunity that is huge for me right so first is supply and demand second is is going to be uh job opportunity or job openings and 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 the level of those jobs right so it's not just you know entry level work but you're going to have all faucets of different work so i think that's the second one and last but not least i would look towards um a place that have increased immigration Right. Very important because then you have influx of capital. So, you know, for example, if you look at Calgary Edmonton, I think that's a tougher market right now because obviously oil's down, mm-hmm. right? Supply or supply is ample and, and demand is not really. So from that basis, I think even though that prices could be really cheap, uh, which I've looked at commercial properties, all, you know, Edmonton, Calgary and the whole bit, it's just not where I want to be um, because supply man is not there. Uh, immigrations maybe not and also influx of jobs are not necessarily as well so it's not strong enough for me to consider that a primary market for me so I think those are the three factors I would consider if I was to go into a, a um, you know a market and determine what would work okay awesome do you have any last 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 question because we I have keep so short many questions <laughs> I know you, uh, do, you know what we, we got to keep this on track <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, I've got, you know what? 
I've got a couple questions from our friends um, related to stocks. Would you be open to talking about that for a second? Sure, go for it. So what kind of, I mean, I know you're, you're uh, dealing in stocks right now. So what are some of the ones that you're looking at and kind of watching to buy when they go on sale? Um, okay. So that, I mean, you know, for disclosure, I mean, I'm, I'm a real estate investor primarily, but I, I do love equities in the sense where I do see opportunity uh, for a longer term play. So from that standpoint, I think organizations like Amazon, I think Alibaba, I think, um, you know, companies that have a strong cash flow and also at the same time, like Microsoft organizations of that nature uh, are going to actually probably come excel from this because they are sitting on so much cash. They're able to buy up certain other companies. And in essence, that's, that's like same as property, right? You're sitting on cash. You can buy now things at a discount. And so I wouldn't even be surprised if Microsoft started accumulating companies like Zoom, right? Because even though they have a platform ready that way, but you know, Zoom is not nearly as valuable from that standpoint, but they can see a big increase of, of usage right around now. So, um, and, and of course they benefit from, you know, a merger acquisition with, 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 uh, with Microsoft or companies of that nature. So Amazon, Facebook, Alibaba are, are technology companies, I think are not going to be as nearly as disrupted uh, with this downturn and also health, health, healthcare companies, I think are going to be, you know, a, a benefactor to the, you know, equity market as, as a whole. But I mean, I would stay away from certain things like banks. I would stay away from uh, organizations that will actually be hit like REITs actually, as a matter of fact, I think are going to be, you know, generally are going to be hit as well. Typically they've been really good signed, but this time around, I think if, uh, if unemployment drives up, then I would stay away from REITs. And, and what REITs are, of course, in, in one of my earlier podcasts was talking about real estate investment trusts, where they primarily distribute 90% of their income, of, of the income that they get from, from rent. So from that standpoint, I think that is, um, that is one I would possibly stay away from. So I think the companies would be tech-based companies that are less, uh, less damaged, and also at the same time sitting on a lot of cash flow. A lot of a lot of uh, ammunition to acquire companies at a discount, and last but not least, uh, staying away from some of the ones that I think will be challenged because of coronavirus. All right. Well, thanks very much, Peter. Thank you very much, Simon. I really appreciate you being on here um, and asking some questions, real questions from investors. And uh, I think that you know we'll wrap up our podcast for today. But thanks for being on here, and thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being on Investorpreneur, where we talk everything investing, real estate. And again, my name is Peter Leung, and I'm glad to have Simon here um, on, with, on with me on this podcast. And I look forward to bringing you back on. But uh, feel free to send us your questions. We will do this uh, probably per year, per month. Uh, asking you to be coming on the show to actually ask some of the questions that really matter to you. So again, go out there and let's have some fun, build some passive income. And this is the time to sharpen your knife and make a difference for you and your family. So we'll see you next time.